Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show, coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent Sean Falk. Hey. Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. And our associate producer, Fiasco, Corey Fiasconaro. How's it going? Welcome, folks. Hope your week is off to a good start. Uh, This week, we are uh, going to... Uh, we're going to do some topic shows uh, for the next few weeks. And this one was a suggestion from Sean. Uh, restaurants worth leaving the park for. So you're in the parks and you're doing your thing and you want to leave to eat. Um, so depending on which theme park you're at, there are ones that we think are best suited. So let's start, uh, let's start with Magic Kingdom. Um, the wave mm-hmm. the wave is number one on my list if you are at the Magic Kingdom and this is breakfast, lunch, or dinner uh, this is a great easy walk from the Magic Kingdom five minutes and so far I must have eaten at this restaurant yeah. about ten times in the last six months yeah. and every meal has been phenomenal I'm right there with you. Uh, for sit-down restaurants, the wave is up there for like the place I visited the most. Never have I ever had a bad experience there. For every meal of the day, been there for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Never a bad, never a bad time. Never oh, a bad you know, meal. And I only one credit on the dining plan. So, mm-hmm. and I I have not been to the wave in a while. That certainly wasn't like even when I suggested the topic, it wasn't one that crossed my mind. Um, I've heard good things recently, and I've had a, a few of my clients go to the wave and say that they had a really good experience. I haven't been in like two years, I think, and I went a couple times back then, but I never enjoyed it. So I'm surprised that well, it's this- like. It's on the rise. So it, that's for some foreshadowing there, but um, yeah, <laughs> future weeks. But um, yeah, I know I have to try it again. I guess. Yeah, uh, you know this this restaurant when it first opened was fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, and then it went downhill. It went into its dark period, mm-hmm. and then about a year ago, a new executive chef came in and kind of turned the, turned the place okay. around. Um, and I'm in love with it. It is one of my go-to restaurants now. Um, the other one that I never thought these words would leave my mouth, but multiple experiences in the last few months have uh, led me to feel that this is another great place to pop out of the Magic Kingdom, quick monorail ride over to the Grand Floridian to the Grand Floridian Cafe. Again, breakfast, lunch, and dinner on offer. Um, and I, I chose these, you know, I, I feel these are good choices because you don't have to worry about kind of being sweaty and, and you know, as opposed to like, you know, I, I mean, Grand, the, uh, uh, California, the California Grill. Grill at the top of the Contemporary, great restaurant, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that's where you want to go eat. For lunch and then go uh, Or dinner. Well, they, don't, they only serve dinner, right? Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, you don't, you don't want to be in that environment 
at all sweaty and ratty. Right. Well, my thing too. I uh, typically my my look is tank tops and basketball shorts, and I have gotten a last minute reservation at California Grill and was shocked to get it. Literally got it right at fireworks time and showed up, and they were like, "Nope, we won't seat you because you're not dressed appropriately to be at this restaurant." So a lot of times it's that too. You see tons of people. It's 105 degrees here uh, in the in the summertime, so people aren't necessarily dressed. To feel comfortable going somewhere like California Grill. Right. Now, I feel the same way about Citrico's over at Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great restaurant, but it's not someplace I'd want to go in looking like a schlub. Um, not that I'm saying any of these places you want to go looking like a schlub, but if you're just in T-shirt and Theme shorts. Theme attire is fine in these other Yeah, places. you can get away with it. Yeah, I think it's also a thing where they're not too far away, and that was the general concept behind it. I mean, if I'm in... Uh, the, you know, if I'm in Tomorrowland, it's about as far for me to get out of the park and get to the Contemporary. It's only a little further than me walking all the way across the park to eat even like Jungle Skipper Canteen or whatever. You know, trying to get those last-minute reservations as well. I can pretty typically get something at the Wave or whatever if I need well, to compared to in the park. I'll also point out that um, these restaurants that are on this list, at least with the Magic Kingdom, I feel are better. Then the table service restaurants, generally speaking, available inside the Magic Kingdom. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, and so, and sometimes you need a break. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you yep. need a break. Um, another one, uh, the, the wave you can walk to, uh, Grand Floridian Cafe, you can hop a monorail. Uh, these next two, you hop a boat. One over to Wilderness Lodge, Geyser Point. My favorite location it's, at Walt Disney World to do quick service. It's thing. unbelievable how good it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Really and truly, I and these guys raved about it, and before I'd had a chance to try it, and then once, once I'd done it, I was like, "Oh wow, 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 wow!" These guys weren't lying; it's incredible. Yeah, I hadn't tried it until after Stephen Rhino had been raving about it, and then I went there with you, Pete. And I've been back, I don't know, like four times now. It's just the food, like it's it. There's lots of burgers, so it's lots of burgers and sandwich type options. But they're like twelve, thirteen dollar burgers and sandwiches. And I go there, and I'm like, they're better than a lot of the sit down restaurant burgers and sandwiches. Not only that, but the view, that yeah. view is unbeatable. Just, well, just the whole atmosphere. It's open air. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're undercover, but it's open air, and it's just really. Casual seating and, and and the food's really good and the whole atmosphere there at uh, at, at Wilderness Lodge just, is amazing. One, I just want to reiterate your fiasco's point about pricing. I mean, really, twelve, thirteen, fourteen bucks for a burger is what you're going to see at you know Pecos Bills or you know uh, Cosmic, Cosmic Rays. Yeah. For a burger, but this is ex- an experience where you're sitting down at a table with a waiter that or server that comes over to you. It's like kind of a you're getting a nicer experience for a lower for the the cost. Of yeah, quick this service. is this is a quick this is considered a quick service. There's like a quick service window, um, and then it, it's a bar, so you have like the you know the server that would provide you drinks will also bring you food. So it essentially well, no, the server you know servers also take your order. Order, yeah, exactly. Sitting down, you know. Not at the bar, I right? Mean, yeah, but so, so it, but is it a table service credit or a quick service credit? Do we know? That's a good question. Let me look why don't you go look that up? Discuss um, because you know, uh, but I, regardless, whether it's it's worth it, it's worth it. The food is great, service is great, the atmosphere is great, 
and it's just a really nice break. If the park is nuts and and you and that boat ride across is in and of itself is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also equally true of the next one on the list uh, over at Fort Wilderness Trails End. Um, again, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner buffets, I believe. Yeah, and they have it as a quick service restaurant on their on their menu. So I'm assuming that'd be a quick service credit. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. So, um, but Trails End is a table service credit. All these are one table service credits. Um, I love Trails End. I love Trails End too. I thought the I think the meals really really good there, and I like that they offer a, enough different things from. Uh, Hoop Dee Doo musical review. It's just like they literally bring the food over from Trails End to there, and they have enough offerings that are even beyond that or different that I'm like, okay, it's worth it to still come here and try it. But uh, even then, like when we went, I got a salad as part, like the salad from Hoop Dee Doo, but they had different dressing options as well. Um, I wanted the one from Hoop Dee Doo, <laughs> but they uh, they do have other options too. I think it's great. Didn't she go and get it for you? Yes, she went over to the other side and got it for me. So, um, just like when I've been there, I've had them go over to the other side and get me stuff at Trails in. But, uh, yeah, I I think it's great. I don't know that I would go that far from the park. I like to go back and forth just because, like, getting there and then transferring and all that stuff. Well, no, I mean, it literally is just a boat ride from the boat launch to Fort Wilderness right outside the Magic Kingdom. It takes you right to Fort Wilderness. Um, I guess in my head, I'm just thinking, like, I don't know how far I'd go. Because I'm thinking if I had kids and strollers and all that kind of stuff, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I think it's great, though. Like, it's, I think it's a great restaurant. If we're talking, I, I, well, I mean, there's not many other options. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, if yeah. you want to get out of the park and eat, but mm-hmm. not be, not get in a car or take a bus or yeah, yeah. do any of that stuff. So um, that's that's the, the, the list I have. Does anybody have anything else that I didn't no. include here? As far as Magic Kingdom goes, the only other thing I might would do is uh, Captain's Grill. Captain Cook? Captain Cook's, yeah, Captain's Cook. Captain um, Cook's Cap- over the poly? Yeah, Captain Cook's yeah. like a nice, if you want to pop over there like and have a little while, like, especially if you want to leave Magic Kingdom, because I get a, a shocking number of people that are just very surprised that Magic Kingdom doesn't really serve alcohol, as you know, unless you do certain sit-down restaurants. But they're just floored by this that have never been, and they're like... Like, what am I going to do? And uh, so I've told them, hey, you can go over to the Polynesian. Um, well, there, know, are, can, there are 12-step programs, right? so, I mean, Well, you can do Trader Sam's and have some Dole Whip and then just get a quick service. The wings are really good there, um, the coconut meatballs and all that. So you can kind of make a, a few hours out of your break of your day. Yeah, of you it just right stop at coconut, uh, the coconut meatballs. Yeah, no, really just good. stop right there. I mean, that's arguably maybe the greatest thing ever invented in the history of the world. Um, I don't want to oversell it, though. Um, All right, so let's go over to Epcot. Now, Epcot's a little bit more challenging because Epcot's got a lot of great restaurants in it. This one, for me, honestly, while I think these are good suggestions, it probably, of any of the theme parks, would be the one that I would be least likely to leave just because there's... But sometimes you just want a break. Yeah, definitely. You want a break from the park. And, of course... Epcot is located right next to some great resorts that have some great options. Um, Not everyone's going to agree with me on this because it can be touch and go, but I really like Big River Grill over at the boardwalk. Um, Especially, you know, it's pub food. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a microbrewery. They make their own beer. Um, 
Not that that matters to me, but for a lot of people, that's a mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, especially if you're you're in you you like that atmosphere or that that type of thing going into the pub in uh, England in 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 the UK Pavilion. Mm-hmm. That place is jammed packed. packed. Yep. So head over to Big River Grill, great burgers, mm-hmm. lots of, you know, very, you know. Nachos. Nachos, yeah, typical bar food. Um, but I have always had a good experience there. As a matter of fact, last time we did a dining review there, I fell in love with that, that server. She yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, that was the only time that I've actually been to Big River. It's never been something like on my radar at all. But we did we did it that day, and it was an amazing experience. Amazing service, r- like ridiculously good service, and the food was for the price really good. Too. Really good. So and I usually had that experience. A lot of people tell me they didn't like it. Um, so this is one that just may be me that I like it, but I'll put it on my list. Um, you had suggested also. Uh, uh, Cape May Cafe. Yeah, um, especially for people who like seafood. Um, we recently did Cape May, and I thought it was really good. Yeah. I'm a big like crab legs person and all sorts of different seafood, so I thought it was well worth it to get the unlimited. And, um, uh, it, you know, compared to in Epcot, if you want seafood, the only option is going to be pretty much coral reef. I can't think of anything else that's going to have uh, those options at all. And it's, even that's a totally different, like, Cape May's a buffet where you're going to go up and just grab, like, a billion crab legs, essentially. And then uh, Coral Reef's a little more trying to be upscale-ish. So it's it's different. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's maybe the only I, – I don't know that I'd leave Epcot anyway to go eat something <laughs> eat something else. I'd eat in, in Epcot because that's my favorite park to go to and to eat. So – and yeah, I, you know, even as somebody who doesn't eat seafood, mm-hmm. they had for dinner um, the breakfast buffet. I've always enjoyed there as well. Um, but for dinner, I got to say there was some great food mm-hmm. on that on that buffet. Um, the, I've never been. You've never done Cape May Cafe. Yeah, never been. Do you eat seafood? Yeah, that's good. You might want to try it out. You might right. want to try it out. Um, I also put. Tentatively, I put flying fish because it does fall into the same category really as California Grill and Citrico's. This is signature dining. You may not feel comfortable um, being there in theme park, you know, after a day in the theme park because they only serve dinner. But I still think flying fish is one of the most underrated properties. Uh, restaurants on property you talk about a consistently good meal um for a couple of years now this is one of my go-to's um so if you want a signature experience it's certainly better than virtually anything in epcot signature experience signature dining wise mm-hmm. um it's superior to anything else almost anything else in epcot i'm yeah no it is um so, and it's a it's a short walk from international international gateway. Especially if you're visiting in the cooler months, like if you're going in the middle of July and you're all sweaty and nasty, it might not be a great choice because then, like we said, you're going to feel like a schlub. But if it's January and you're wearing like a light sweatshirt, anyways, then you know I feel like you're not going to feel that nasty going into a nice restaurant where if it's 95 and 100 percent humidity all day and you've been sweating, then it probably is not going to be. 
as interesting or of, of a choice. I don't know. Yeah, I I also want to give a plug for um, uh, Trattoria Al Forno for breakfast. Yeah, um, the, the sail away. What's it called? Anybody? Yeah, I, Rapunzel and Little Mermaid. Yeah, and Rapunzel, yeah. Little Mermaid, Flynn Rider, and Eric. Um, I that's not really one that you'd necessarily leave for, but I do have lots and lots of clients that I recommend it to. I ate there the first time, like right after it first opened, and I just. It still is my favorite breakfast at, at all the parks or anything. So that's my favorite breakfast on Disney property. And I do have people because a lot of people are like, I have young kids and I don't really – we want to do like a half day at Epcot or there's not a lot for them to do on previous trips. And I'm like, okay, just take that day, sleep in. Like that could either be your first day after you've flown and traveled the day before. Sleep in. May, we'll make a reservation for you at Trattoria and – you know, then you can pop into Epcot after as a thing because you're already right behind, and then you can go ahead and just go right in and take your bus back to wherever your resort is from that and everything. So it's a really great option to like start your breakfast day with young kids and then get to go in the park and still have them meet a couple of the princesses and the princes, which you don't usually get to meet. So yeah, no, I absolutely loved that breakfast. That was. The food was good. The service was good. Yeah. The characters were unbelievable. Yeah. Every time I've been, it's amazing. Now, so. you did not have a good experience there. Yeah. So I, I wanted to interject there. Um, I've only heard amazing things about the breakfast, and we wanted to go do the breakfast. And then we decided, like, kind of last minute, we weren't really feeling the character thing today. Mm-hmm. So we bumped it up to a dinner, and we did not like our dinner at I've all. I've never done dinner. I, yeah. I will- See, I have done dinner there, and I've generally had good experiences. So I think you're just broken. <laughs> I will say, though, the only bad experience I've ever had there for breakfast, it wasn't anyone's fault really. But there's one thing I don't really like about this restaurant, that there's this side room that don't you pay less, I think, but you don't get the characters for. Well, the door swings open and close, and so there's little kids in that other room that saw the characters, but then were trying to get their parents to come over into the room where the characters were, but they didn't pay for that experience. So the princesses had to tell like these little kids, like, no, because the parents... You're not magical enough for yeah, me. Yeah, and then I, and like I, my, my, the table that me and my wife were sitting at was right next to that. So we were like caught in the like crossfire of like this argument going on of like this girl just wanting to meet the princess and I felt bad for the kid because she doesn't understand but the parent should have been the one that it was like oh like gosh get me out of this situation this is terrible and I do want to say so but- easily stressed oh I would have been totally fine I'm like stay on your side that like, we're <laughs> over here before we move on to the next park I do want to say something about flying fish because um, it is a nicer like more upscale restaurant and most people that go there do dress up. I went just from my experience. I went there one time from the theme park after being in a theme park for like you know eight hours with like clothes that I'd wear to the theme park shirt and shorts. And everybody else around me was all dressed up and it felt super uncomfortable. So I knew the next time, hey, I'm gonna dress up. And then I dressed up the next time and I was literally like the only person dressed up and it was like. Families well, again, you know, this is true of all Walt Disney World restaurants. I mean, they don't want you wearing hats, tank tops, flip flops, uh, things like that. I mean, it's a pretty, you know, they give you a wide berth in terms of, in terms of that. The only place that really enforces 
a dress code at Walt Disney World is Victoria and Albert's, where it's jacket and tie for men. And well, it doesn't California Grill also like you were saying that yeah, you can't wear tank tops and stuff. Well, that's but that's tank tops, hats, flip flops. You can't wear that in any of them. Any I, any sit down restaurant, they're gonna they're gonna turn you. I, I do have to make like an aside signature restaurant. I yeah, should say I have to make an aside plug because the first time I went to Monsieur Paul, I was so excited to go try it. And Monsieur, I, Monsieur Paul's different. Well, I I read online like these are the guidelines and made sure that I had the clothes. So like I wore my typical tank top and stuff to Epcot, and I brought dress clothes in a backpack. So like me and three of my friends literally had to go get changed in the bathrooms over at the England Pavilion and get dressed up to go to this meal. And we got there, and every person was wearing flip flops and tank tops and shorts. And I was like, I can't. Well, I don't think they let them wear. Around. I don't think they let them wear flip flops. No, they but, did. They were, <laughs> there were other people. Because we asked the server. We were like, why are they doing it? And they were like, it's early in the See, day. And we just with, kind of like With Monsieur Paul being in a theme park, they can't, they can't exact too much mm-hmm. of a dress code because you're in a theme park. Um, so I think Monsieur Paul kind of falls into a gray area. Yeah. But um, all right. So Hollywood Studios, we, our, our list is pretty much the same as Epcot. Because you're going to have to go. That's the only place you're going to go. I think this will start to change once the Skyliner opens mm-hmm. up. I think that's going to maybe change things up, but we don't really know how that's going to change things. So, well, I mean, we know where the Skyliner is going to go. Yeah. So, and it'll. I mean, I think it'll be a good <coughs> idea when it happens to be able to because Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are the two that I'm very like. I'll leave to not eat there. It's it's just nothing against the restaurants inside, but like I would rather go to the surrounding no, one resorts. Of the, well, but, I. I'm sorry. I think one of the best restaurants at Walt Disney World is located in Hollywood Studios, the Hollywood Brown Derby. Yeah, it's just- phenomenal. And of course, you love your pizza Rizzo. Right. Um. So, but I mean, Wait, do you I really, I don't love it. I just think it's not like I don't think it's that terrible of a thing. I just don't. I don't. Lo- I don't go out of my way for it though. Hashtag. Um, He's from Tennessee. <laughs> we uh, so I I do think that once uh, the uh, Skyliner opens, like we'll be able to hit like Riviera, and um, you can go over to Sebastian, you can go over to, to whatever it's going to be at Riviera. I can't remember the name, and then uh, um, Toledo that just opened um, as of this filming. So uh, that just opened recently, so you can try that and get to have the the, the views and everything from there. So I think that'll be. We'll have a few more options. Yeah, these guys did an official review of Toledo. My experience wasn't quite as yeah, really good as theirs. Um, I wasn't as impressed, but that's neither here nor there. All right. Finally, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, you really don't have a lot of options here either. You have the Rainforest Cafe. Which Animal is Kingdom Park. You said Animal Air. Kingdom Park. Animal, Sorry, Animal Kingdom Park. You have the Rainforest Cafe, which is right outside the main entrance. Um, I'm not a fan of any of the rainforest cafes. But I mean, I guess that is an option, but, mm-hmm. um, but going to animal kingdom lodge does require a bus unless you're going to use a minivan or you're driving. Um, and in that case, you have two amazing options. You have Boma, mm-hmm. which is arguably the best buffet on property. But if you really and truly, if you're looking for a buffet and you're at Animal Kingdom, do Tusker, Tusker House. Tusker House, yeah. Then you don't have to leave. The big reason to leave Animal Kingdom, if you want to go someplace nearby, 
is another one of the most underrated restaurants at Walt Disney World, Sanaa, over at Kidani Village, mm. the Disney Vacation Club portion mm. of, uh, of, of Animal Kingdom Lodge. <sighs> Even for someone who is, not, by his own admission, oh, yeah. is not adventurous, is not somebody who would normally embrace Mediterranean food, you enjoyed it. I do, yeah. I think Sanaa's really good. I, I went specifically... Uh, I went with friends the first time, and then I've also went to a dining review that we did. Um, I went specifically to see because they love like Indian food and really spicy stuff and everything, and I'm not into that at all. And uh, so I went to see like, can I eat something here? And the bread service and everything was amazing. So I've, I've always had good meals there. Just be a little open minded because you'll look at the menu and you'll be like, oh, this is too exotic. Be open-minded. Th- the food is so good. And I think that sometimes unfamiliar words don't mean unfamiliar flavors. Like something that you might not recognize on the menu might end up tasting something oh, more yeah. tame and not as spicy as you might think. Yeah. There's something – they have it at Tusker House and they also have it at uh, a couple of the like Sanan, some restaurants like that. But it's called – it starts with an M. I don't know. It's kind of like cheese mashed potatoes or corn. I think it's like – corn something i don't know it's really good but i mean in general like there's not new things that they're like it's vegetables are vegetables inventing new foods right they're not inventing new foods here so i mean it's stuff you've had in some form like rice or curry or whatever they got in there so it's it's one of those kind of things and all these restaurants um as we're talking about it like yes if i'm just going to animal kingdom and i'm booking 11 months out before my or whenever, sorry, DVC thinking. But um, so yeah, if, really. you're book, if I'm booking a year out or whenever I'm booking my vacation, um, I hit that. You know, there's some people that are like, it's my 180 day mark, and I either have my travel agent or I personally am going to sit on my computer waiting to make sure I get Tusker House breakfast or make sure I get uh, Cinderella's Royal Table or whatever it is you want. But a lot of people come like, they plan six weeks ahead, like, oh, we're coming to do a vacation, we're coming to do a trip, and we still want the dining plan, and we still want to get some of these experiences. You're not going to get Tusker House, for the most part, if it's right towards the end, but you can get BOMA. That's I feel like I could pull up BOMA and get something yep. this week if I wanted. Sure. Um, and so it really, I think in general, all these restaurants, even the Wave, I can pull up and usually get the Wave within a 48 to 72-hour range before – it's open compared to anything in Magic Kingdom, which is booked up, you know, 100 days out. Agreed. So that's one of the best reasons I can think of to think about these options and leave the park and say, hey, you know what? Like, I can still get a good character experience getting to leave and getting to try that. I would also like to mention, um, because some people might not know, where Epcot excels at having lots of sit-down restaurant options i feel like animal kingdom like is the king of quick service like they they have the best quick service however uh i don't know if it's still closed but harambe has been closed for a while it hasn't been serving uh and you still have satuli though but like for example like me and Haley were in the park and she's maybe not in the mood for satuli every restaurant in animal kingdom lodge is, is really good uh, and that doesn't exclude their quick ser- service, the Mara. I yeah, think- Mara, the Mara's really good mm-hmm. yeah. uh, as well. Great quick service there. But I don't know that I would leave, leave a the theme park. park to go to a food court right? Um, effectively. I would absolutely leave to go to Sanaa. And I will go as far as to say that while a little on the expensive side, 
even taking a minivan from Animal Kingdom to Animal Kingdom Lodge to go to Sanaa, I would do that. Now, again, that's going to add 20 to $30 to your Yeah, but I mean, I've had a lot of clients do that. I mean, especially specifically with Epcot and Animal Kingdom, those are the two. I mean, a lot of people go to Hollywood Studios planning a half day, and they'll take their other half and add on another half day at Magic Kingdom, or they're going to do multiple days at Magic Kingdom. Um, People with kids, they kind of steer away from Epcot a bit just because of having young kids. And then Animal Kingdom, for whatever reason, is the hottest place on earth. And people want to get out of Animal Kingdom during that midday stretch. I get asked about it once a week, at least, of what can I do, essentially. And I'm like, well, you can go over to – we'll get reservations and you'll go over to Sanaa or something at Animal Kingdom Lodge and hang out a bit. Take your kids. Walk through the savannah there. Like, you don't have to be staying there to go walk and look at the animals that are actually on the trails and stuff at that end. So you still got to feel like you're in Animal Kingdom Park without – Necessarily yeah. being there all day. Being on the surface and, of the sun. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our list of restaurants worth leaving the theme parks for. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you again next week. Have a great one.